Hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of Let the Wookie Win. I am one of your hosts, Ian Benzman, and across from me... Hello, everybody. I am Jay Adams. Welcome to episode two. Yeah, and also from California, we have a special guest, Mr. Ash Paulson. How you doing, Ash? I'm good. How's it going? Good. Thanks for joining. Thanks for having me. I'm happy to be here. Good. We are glad that you are happy to be here. Because that would be very unfortunate if you weren't happy to be here, and I'd kind of question why you were. It would indeed. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so um, thanks for joining us. Um, for those of you who didn't get to check out the first episode, this is Let the Wookiee Win, an unofficial Star Wars podcast. We're basically two Star Wars fans fan out about Star Wars. Just having a blast. Yeah, you know, we're trying to stay away from the negativity and the this and the that that I do on my other show, Geek Tame Weekly. <laughs> so if you want to hear me complain about Star Wars, that's where you want to That's where you want to watch. Uh, that is Fridays at 2 p.m. on GeekTainment.tv. Anyway. Yeah, we're all about fun. We're all about just doing it. You know, we're just... Uh, just like you do when you're having beers and just discussing stuff and just man wouldn't it be cool this but that's what we want to do we just have, yeah. want to have a blast and uh, just have fun with it yeah we're going to have these conversations regardless of whether we're in the studio or not so we might yeah, as well exactly. just yeah, record exactly. but uh, yeah so first up uh, we're going to start the show again like we did the first episode with our cast and crew member of the week and uh, we go from Ken Nightingale last week, Mr. Pink Short Shorts, to <laughs> the one and only Frank Oz, who um, I'm assuming everyone who's watching this knows that is, in fact, Yoda. Um, but the really cool thing about Frank Oz is, and I didn't learn this until I was a little bit older, he's not just Yoda. He is, oh, yeah. he is a director. He is a puppeteer. He is a producer, a voice actor. He is amazing. Some of the, he's directed Little Shop of Horrors, like the original, oh, yeah. the one from 86. Uh, Bowfinger, which yep. I love. Um, death, both death. I think he did both death at a funeral. What? Well, uh, <laughs> I'll be honest. I didn't even know there was a sequel. But <laughs> well, it's not a sequel. So it's an American remake. <laughs> okay, gotcha, but gotcha. Peter Dinklage still plays the same character. Uh, yeah, but I, I think he only did the the American version. I'm not sure about that. But yeah, I'm not either. But I mean, Frank Oz is is amazing. He started out as a puppeteer with John uh, with uh, Henson. Henson, and uh, he's the famous voices even before Yoda. I mean, he did Miss Piggy, he did yeah. Fozzie, he did Animal, uh, Sam the Eagle, Grover. I mean, that's why Grover and, and Yoda sound so much alike. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, it's it's really cool when you find out that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, um, we've been fortunate enough to deal with some really awesome voice actors and like to chat with them about some of the stuff. I'm like, I didn't even know you did that. And yeah. I thought I was a big fan. Well, even in a lot of movies that people wouldn't even imagine him directing, he directed What About Bob? Yeah. He did, did Dirty Rotten Scoundrels? Uh -huh. I mean, two of my favorites that, uh, and he did one of my, my wife's, one of my wife's ultimate favorite movies, Dark Crystal. Oh, I love Dark Crystal. Uh, nice. <sighs> that one's tough for me. Uh, like my it? wife loves it. It's a little tough for me. But, Fair uh, enough. But yeah, yeah. For, I, he did a, one of my favorite books as a little kid was Indian in the Cupboard. Oh, I he directed that he movie. He directed too. Indian in the Cupboard. I love <laughs> yeah. Indian in the Cupboard. Oh, I love that movie. That's awesome. Well, yeah. So Frank Oz, thank you, Mr. Frank Oz. You are awesome. Plus, I mean, Absolutely. you know, Yoda. Cool thing about Yoda too, I and mean, he not only did the voice, but he actually came up with the 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 style that he talks, the yeah. syntax. He came up with that. That was his idea. Yeah, the whole um, back talk. Yeah, exactly. So, and which is. You know, is imitated. You know, has been ever since. Oh, it's yeah. such such a unique thing for a character. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, it's all thanks to Frank. Thanks to Frank Oz. I feel like it's one of those things that even people who don't know what they're referencing are referencing it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, like exactly. It's, yeah. it's just one of those things in the zeitgeist that's kind of like it's a thing. Yeah. You know. Um, like you know, most people are like, oh no, no, uh, Luke, I am your father. That is a wrong. That's the wrong line. <laughs> yep. It's no, I am your father. But my point is, is it's permeated pop culture so much that that is like. 
the line. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, you know. Um, and Yoda is obviously from, you know, one of the most iconic characters in pop culture. Yeah. And <laughs> had a little re- resurgence with the, uh, w- what's one of my favorite uh, parodies, whatever you want to call it, uh, Seagull, Stop It Now. Have you seen that? No. So bad lip sync, bad lip sync reading. Have you oh, seen okay. Those I know what those are. Yeah. So they did a whole a whole song. It's Yoda talking to Luke on Dagobah, and uh, they dubbed everything over to. He sings this whole song about seagulls uh, poking his head, and when he, <laughs> I will have to watch this. I'm, I'm really surprised you haven't seen it. No, it I haven't. Super viral. Uh, you know, about six months to a year ago, it's it's fantastic. If you get a chance, seagulls, yeah, stop it! Check now. it out. That's no, I'll absolutely check it out. I just um, no, I it, the thing with Yoda is just one of those. He's one of those characters. It's just like so like he transcends the movies. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll never forget this. One of the coolest movie going experiences of my life was when I went and saw Attack of the Clones, and when he dropped his cane and picked up his lightsaber, the audience went. Insane! Like people were standing up, cheering, like going crazy. It was like the coolest thing I've ever experienced. They'd been waiting for over twenty years to see him actually battle. Yeah. What about to to see him fight? What about you, Ash? What are your thoughts on Yoda? I I had actually. I was going to reference that exact experience. He saved Episode Two for me. I, I was like having the worst time with this movie, and then that happened, and he completely redeemed that movie for me uh now of course i have to preface all this with with uh saying that i am a more of a casual star wars fan i'm certainly not super hardcore like the two of you are so take whatever i say with a grain of salt uh but i will say that uh yoda obviously is a pop culture icon and uh i he's been one of my favorite characters throughout the entire star wars saga and uh even for me which was the low point of episode two he alone completely redeemed that movie for me and i will never forget him you know basically parkouring and and wall jumping and bouncing around the room and just being a badass it was so cool yeah it was the end but then like and then it's like well why do you have that cane (laughs) hey yeah when you can just walk well here's a good question if you if you're more of a casual than not as hardcore as me and ian and i think i know ian's answer before i ask it but i'll ask you uh so what do you prefer puppet or cgi yoda Ooh. Man, you know, it it, it has been a while since I've watched the original trilogy, but I really, I mean, you know, episode two allowed, you know, CGI Yoda allowed that to happen, right? That crazy battle scene to happen with him hopping around. So as much as I love old school tech, and I do, I have to, I might have to give the edge to CGI Yoda just because it made him able to do that and and and, and, and that was my point such a force you know, in combat i was on the was other side of this argument until you said that <laughs> well that was my <laughs> point because some people say you know our purist i'm a purist but i love i love the texture of the the puppets i love the way well, it looks it's on real. camera it's literally Absolutely. real as opposed to like if you go back and watch like sam raimi's spider-man from like the you know early 2000s he looks so oh, yeah. dated oh yeah and, and that's i yeah. think where the wild things are if you guys have you guys seen that yeah yeah how yeah. what they did with that with the practical suits touching it up with CG mm-hmm. I thought was genius but that's what you know to to my point that was a thing because without the CGI Yoda you would never have seen that fight you would never have seen nope. you guys seen are absolutely like right but I'm still I'm an old school I'm a purist but, no, I love but the I do, puppet, but I do but... understand the, the needs you know the needs for that and how that would that's the CGI Yoda is somebody's Yoda. I um I'm right. you guys should I I don't change my opinion on this kind of stuff very often. 
You guys should feel very proud of yourselves because <laughs> I am a stubborn motherfucker. Uh, anyway, I of all people, I'm the one who who got you to rethink that. I'm shocked. Good for you. You know, good I, for you. Yeah, you didn't get me to change well, no, my mind. But no one ever. <laughs> <laughs> well, because it's it is funny what you're saying. Like you know, he saves that movie because the first two thirds of that movie are very. That, that's like the prequels in a nutshell or the mm. first two thirds of that movie but the third act when like the fight on Genosha starts not Genosha Genosha uh, Genosha's X-Men oh, Jesus Christ now Geonosis the, yeah, yeah when the battle on Geonosis starts it just is like okay cool that's, that's, bunch of lightsabers yeah. fighting this giant fight Yoda's okay this is cool but yeah the first two thirds of the movie you had to get through Hayden Christensen's horrible acting so oh, I mean. God. <laughs> sand it's so coarse now I will say that when I say that I appreciate low tech uh, I, I do mean that I, I actually mean that because one of my favorite movies of all time is the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie oh, and I yeah, still think those costumes and Splinter uh, you know as a puppet I still think all these years later they hold up incredibly well I I'm, I'm still go back agree. and watch that movie and I'm just blown away the yeah, only time they great. don't really hold up is on the uh, that next mutation show where you can literally see the faces oh. inside of the helmets Ooh. yeah it's bad. and they, they, they looked way worse in the sequels too like 2 is still a pretty good movie but of course we don't talk about Turtles in Time but <laughs> they looked way worse than they did in the first movie yeah well yes. I don't get why they don't do that today though because it worked really well back then you'd have mm -hmm. to imagine they'd have the technology to do that but better probably better yeah little, little side note uh, the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles I actually got to work on a different uh, project with the guy that was in the Raphael suit oh that's Hosung cool Pak, super nice. cool guy that's he, really cool he was uh, him and his brother his brother was uh, in the Donatello suit I, I believe but uh, martial arts expert and he's actually the face and the model for Liu Kang from the original really? Mortal Kombat that's cool yeah, oh, I knew that at Great some point guy. and I forgot so now I feel like I'm relearning it and it's see? it's cool all over again see a Star that's Wars awesome. podcast can make you learn about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Mortal Combat. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Nice. Well, you know, chances Two are if you like Star Wars, great you know, together. there's a exactly. good chance. But uh, speaking of things that mash well together, um, so we had Comic Con this weekend. Nothing really crazy big in terms of Star Wars. You know, we got our first look at the Sith, the Sith Trooper and whatnot. I have a feeling they're saving a lot of stuff for D23. Yeah, that seems to be uh, how they're kind of factioning off the mm -hmm. different cons are kind of factioning off and yeah. they're, they're putting a little bit to the, the ones that aren't theirs but obviously D23 is Disney is that bad, and Star so. Wars Celebration and yep. all that stuff but um, so Kevin Smith did an interview and basically you know he got to go to Pinewood and you know Kevin Smith is every fanboy. Like, I want to be Kevin Smith. That's what he gets, yeah. you know. But he said that the last shot, he, is, he was told by crew, crew members that the last shot of the movie will, and I quote, melt your mind. Yeah. I, I'm what interested. could the last shot of the movie be? That's I, I don't so mind blowing. And it's not even, right. it's, it wasn't even the characters in there. They said basically he, he went to visit the set and they're, they're like, that room over there, that room, that set. Is gonna melt your mind. Not even like people in it, but just the set itself. So I'm like, man, what what is that actually gonna be? Right. But he had the he had the the wherewithal, the the fortitude, and I don't know if I would, but he he didn't go in. He didn't want to have it spoiled. He so he didn't look at it. He knows that there's something there, but he had enough to say, you know what, I'm gonna let them surprise me. And I'm surprised. I don't know if I would have that be able to do that i would not have the willpower <laughs> i would so not have the willpower although to be fair i you know I, there's certain things i've been privy to before i was allowed to know them and i, I kept i kept the secret pretty well you yeah. know i just i don't know if i if it was really that mind-blowing i can't imagine i would walk in there and just go 
I'm not saying anyone's anything. Yeah. I'm like, oh, you're going to have to lock me in here. Yeah, Put exactly. me in a holding cell. Yeah, just have me in here until the, the movie comes out, because otherwise... And, and all I say, I mean, because I, I, I wouldn't want to have that pressure on me, I don't think. Um, I, Hell no. I, I don't want it, but yet I don't know how I'd be able to fight it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. I can tell you, as someone who is routinely trusted with uh, with privileged information in the game industry, the first NDA you read will will be enough to scare you into keeping the secret. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> Trust no, that's me. funny. We were talking about Mega Man the other day. I was like, did you hear about this? And you're like, I've known about this. And I was like, ah. Oh, yeah. So Rockman <laughs> X Dive. Yeah, I knew about that for a little bit. But it's also just, you know, you also have respect for the people for the fact that people will lose their jobs. Oh, yeah. Potentially absolutely. If you... Absolutely. So, There's, yeah. You know, it's lively. But, uh, no, I completely hear you, though. I think actually, I think I would have been able to to resist it. And the only reason I say that is because I have a, a, a situation to compare it to. And as uh, you both, well, I know, Ian, you know, my dad is Rob Paulson, a superstar voice actor. And he had a, uh, a role in the video game Final Fantasy X-2. And I went to go to the recording session because I'm a huge, obviously, huge Final Fantasy fan. That's cool. And I went into the recording studio, and the guy offered to show me what I didn't know that second was, like, the best ending that shows the end of the story. Oh. And so I start watching. He's like, and I'm like, so what is this again? He's like, oh, it's the it's the true ending. And I'm like, no. <laughs> turn this off. I don't I want to see it when I play the game, when it comes out. Uh-uh. Did you have I don't to want to go into NDA it knowing the there? ending. So I think I actually would have been able to, to uh, resist the temptation to see what the set was for the final shot. Yeah, uh. did, did, they, um, did they make you sign an NDA to go in there? Oh, totally. Yeah. And that was, of course, with my dad. But then, you know, since then, you know, reporting on games and such, we're signing NDAs all the time. Right. Oh, I get um, it. No, know. he yeah. actually, your dad told me like long time ago about Animaniacs. Uh -huh. I couldn't say a damn word about it. Yeah. Couldn't say a damn yeah. word about it. I knew about it for like a year and a half before we could talk about it publicly. Yeah. No. Yeah. I think I did about eight months or so or something like that. And then when we finally talked about it on Geektainment Weekly, I was like, oh, my God, that's been killing me, guys. <laughs> right. That's been no, killing no, in that me. Case, but, I didn't yeah. have to sign an NDA. In that case, I just had to, you know, I, I, I wanted my dad to keep loving me and not lose his job. <laughs> so so well, that that's why I kept the secret that time. Also, uh, we're a little getting a cameo from my little pup oh, here. She just wants some attention. Look at that tongue sticking so, out. I know, right? She's she's about 16, and so she doesn't, doesn't even feel her tongue anymore because she has no teeth left. So it just hangs out of her mouth. It's great. <laughs> well, like you were saying, though, those those NDAs are no joke. I mean, yeah. you, you guys, they will no. they will take your firstborn. If no, they, they are no joke. I, uh, yeah, whatsoever. When uh, when Batman vs Superman was filming here, I had a friend that was a PA, and he said that the uh, because Chrysler was one of the sponsors for it. You know, they used all Chrysler vehicles, so the Chrysler executives showed up to set. And this is a PA had to say, um, I know you're like the vice president of Chrysler, but I got to take your phone. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, wow, that's, fantastic. That's, that's, that's amazing. Yeah, they wouldn't even these execs, from, you know, the vice president from Chrysler. They were like, nope, NDA sign here and mm -hmm. give us your phone. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. No, and in fact, can you imagine like the, the guys who played the Knights of Ren? Oh. Having to sign NDAs, oh. like we can't say anything about these characters that no one knows about, but we don't most, know anything either. Right, and most likely those guys are not actors; they're most likely stunt, stunt guys. guys. Yeah, I and wonder if it's the raid guys. It could be because the they did the, it they be. did it for uh, Force Awakens. Yeah, it could it could be those guys, but the, the, they <laughs> it's hard for us stunt guys to, to keep our mouth shut. But uh, <laughs> something like that, yeah. I mean, that's a just a, a monumental just giant movie i mean that they, they will they, like i said they'll own your firstborn oh yeah <laughs> exactly but uh speaking of the knights of ren um we finally got a little bit of a better look at them um so you know the star wars they put out those art books the promo art books and um 
we got to look at some of the nights are in there. It, it, I'm really excited. I'm very curious as to the what of it all. You know, like like clearly JJ sent them up to be integral to at least Kylo Ren's story. Right. And like I don't like what are what are what's Ren? They're the knights of Ren. What is Ren? What is it of? Like what you know what I mean? Right. Like is right. it is it a subsect of like subsect of like the Sith or is it and and to that point if it is some sort of subsect of the Sith, why are there Sith troopers now? You know what I mean? Because right. because someone pointed out to have me, the, if you already have the Ren group there, why would you then need the Sith? Because uh, like in the last movie, he said, "Kill the Sith, kill, kill, right? Kill the, yeah, you know, kill the rebellion, kill uh-huh. the Sith. You know, no more. You know, so yeah, that's a good, good point. So I'm I'm very curious about I'm I'm like that was one of my big things about the Last Jedi was where the hell are the Knights of Red? Like they made made him seem like such a big part of this story moving forward, and right. then it was nothing. Yep. They were just teasing be, us for a very long time. Could it be maybe that they're like they're setting up a new avenue of storytelling beyond Episode Nine, where they obviously I know Episode Nine is the end of the of the Skywalker saga, but so they say. Are they setting things up? Well, so they say. Yeah. Now, are they setting things up for you know the the, the Knights of Ren to be something that they explore going forward that could increase in importance? And so they just keep having hmm. stories to tell and money to make. I didn't think about that. That's... Well, it's possible because you figure they had the stormtroopers for you know they they had some offshoot shows there. They had the attack yeah. of the clones. It was basically about stormtroopers, about the, the the clones. Yeah, this could be setting up a whole different setup, like you said, a whole different group of characters that they can that they can make shows for. They can make you know they can do anything with. Um, I wonder if um, that's and, the next trilogy. It's the trilogy of Ren. Yeah, I mean, and they're and they're cool looking. I mean, we're gonna they, have make really three sweet. movies explaining where they were during the Last Jedi. <laughs> I, my, my buddies just to make you happy. They're we like to joke that they were off by a new Death Star. The, uh, the design, like this weird kind of overcoat type thing with mm-hmm. this almost medieval esque helmet. It's pretty yeah. cool. Well, and it's so similar to Kylo Ren's outfit. Well, I think that's the point. Yeah, I think yeah. that's sort of the, the outfit point. and the the mask itself. But you know, also to you know. <laughs> Uh, they, it was kind of made of a point that the helmet doesn't really matter. Wait a second. What if the Knights of Ren are the other disciples that he got to go with him to kill all the people at Luke's uh, Jedi Temple? That's what I always assumed. You think they're they just were. fallen Jedi? That's what I always assumed they were because when even when you saw mm. that little, uh, the little flashback of them, you saw him and a group of other guys. They didn't really show him, you know, directly, but you saw other people with them, and I yeah. always just assumed that they were the Knights of Ren. Oh, I thought it was the Knights of Ren that they showed them, and like in their full outfits. Uh, I don't think it. Was, I didn't think it was that clear enough. Because remember, to that's see the them. first time we saw them was in that flashback, right? But I didn't. Was that the first? I, I don't remember them wearing. I, I don't so. remember them looking like this though. No, fair, fair. I think they look slightly different. Yeah. Um, but actually, it's really cool in Rogue One. Uh, no, in Solo, one of the Knights of Ren's staff is in um, what's his name's office. Oh, okay. Um, um, I can't think of his I, name. I don't remember his character's yeah. name, but I, I know, yeah. Um, but uh, also the... Uh, Paul gold, Bettany. The, Paul Bettany, yeah. The, <laughs> and the golden statue from Indiana Jones was actually in that scene, oh, too, yeah, which is yeah, kind of yeah. cool. Oh, neat. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, yeah, that's I love those little Easter eggs, just like in J.J.'s uh, first Star Trek movie, when there's big explosions out the window and you see, and all of a sudden you see a little R2-D2. R2-D2. I, love, I point that out to my Star Trek fans all the time. Just so you know, guys, the one thing that ex- provided the explosion at the beginning of that first Star Trek movie was something from Star Wars. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> but actually, apparently there is a um, there's going to be an, a tie-in comic coming up called the rise of Kylo Ren, which will probably touch on more of the of the Knights of Ren and all that stuff. So, well, I mean, they really want to push them because they put them 
like front and center on the cover of that of that book of that art book. Mm-hmm. So that, that that shows that they really want to get these characters out there and they want everybody to know what they look like. Yep. The, the only reason they would do that is if they want to continue on to do you know to do stuff with them. They might even not be that big of a deal in this movie coming up. I, I think they're going to be a big deal, but it could be like you said, setting up for later on down the road. Yeah, I mean they have to at least mention who the hell they are. Right. No. Yeah. yeah absolutely. But they might not. You might not get that origin until all of a sudden, then they do an offshoot. But yeah. Who knows? No, that's very, very true. Um, so next thing up. Is I got a, I, I came up with a new idea for the name of the segment because I didn't like the last one. It's called right. "That's No Moon," debating the wars. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, I think that's much better. And uh, the first thing I wanted to ask you guys because this I think is probably one of my favorite things, and you guys might laugh when I tell you this, but one of my favorite things from these new movies is the fact that we found out that Lando had a cape closet <laughs> on the Millennium Falcon. Um, I know I'd personally keep a cape closet, but what would your cape closet be? I'm not talking like. Capes. I'm talking like if you could have your own little room, like a cape closet on the Millennium Falcon, what would you have in there? That's a pretty good question. Uh, obviously, I'm not a big cape wearer. Um, <clears throat> but I feel like we should all collectively try to bring capes back. Not like Batman capes, like classy Lando well, capes. Well, see, that's the thing. If I'm going to sure, wear a cape, sure. if I'm going to wear a cape, I'm going to wear a Batman cape. I mean, because <laughs> if you can't be yourself, you might as well be Batman. That's true. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm. I don't. Could be guitars. I I love playing guitar. Um, For me, it's probably going to be full of hockey stuff. I mean, (laughs) I mean that's that's where you know, and like to me that the the cape closet is kind of a metaphor of like that's like part of him. Oh yeah. Who is like you know that's what's important to him. So to me, that's that's what's important to me. Hockey, hockey, and. uh, in uh, Star Wars, so it would, be, it would actually be a, a closet full of Star Wars. I keep toys. all my Star Wars memorabilia oh, in the Millennium Falcon. Falcon. Yeah, in exactly. the Millennium Falcon, nice. <laughs> it's very meta. Um, <laughs> mine's pretty easy. I, I would fashion my cape closet into a gaming room. I would make sure to have a, a Nintendo Switch and a Smash Brothers Ultimate in there uh, for all of my Millennium Falcons late night Smash parties. Um, you know, I, you know, sometimes I got to take a break from you know saving the galaxy and just you know kind of lock myself in my gaming room and get some get some. Kingdom Hearts in, or some Mega Man, or some whatever. Um, but yeah, I gotta have those so those Smash parties on the Falcon. So my cape closet is a game room at least equipped with a Switch and Smash Brothers Ultimate, okay. and GameCube controllers, of course. Gotta have GameCube controllers. None of this, you know, playing with Pro controllers nonsense. So, so how many <laughs> consoles do you have in this closet? Oh. All the consoles, as, as, <laughs> long the as, consoles. As, as long as the closet's big enough. Now, if we're talking sure. a small closet, then maybe you know, maybe just a switch because it's a great you know port and indie machine and like a like a PS4 for all the for all the big AAA crazy graphical powerhouse titles. Does the switch have any Star Wars games? Not yet, I don't hmm. think. I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Does it have a Lego Star Wars? I don't game know yet? a bunch about the mm, switch. I don't know. I, I've been making my way through um, Ultimate Alliance three. Right. Okay. Yeah. I don't think there's a Star Wars game on Switch yet. So well, I'm not buying be, one until there yeah. is one. <laughs> that usually is now, how I course. buy my consoles. Uh, I I never had an Xbox until they did the uh, the Star Wars game with with in 
the Xbox, the console yeah, was R2-D2. Well, this is even before Xbox, uh, the new Xbox One. This was the Xbox 360. Where oh. it, was, it was in the right. it was, it was in Oh, the and it looked like R2-D2. Yeah, I had like that R2. one. I loved that thing. I remember that. Absolutely. Yes. And, and the controller looked like C-3PO. C-3PO, yeah. That's the only right. reason I bought the console. I don't even play Xbox. I, I had a PlayStation, nice. but I bought that just for that. So if Switch comes out with one, yeah, I'll end up buying it. <laughs> well, then you know what? We'll have a Super Nintendo in there with the uh, the Super Nintendo Star Wars trilogy. Yeah, uh, Super a, a New Hope, Wars. Return of the Jedi, and uh, uh, God, why can't I think? Um, uh, I got it. Empire Strikes Why? Back. Uh, the Empire Strikes Back. Good God, I'm horrible. Why would but, I? You even know, the that's, one. That's the it's the second one. one it, it has uh, that thing. The best one know. out of all of them. But you know, I mean, yeah. uh, right? I know that's the one. I, the <laughs> one I should not have trouble remembering is that one. Well, if you get that, then that's how you get me to show up to your to your video game party. So I'll be nice, there. nice. Draw you in with Star Wars, then I get you in for Smash. Cool. <laughs> yeah. See, my answer would be a cape closet, but I feel like that's that's a cop out. So I I've always wanted, and not necessarily specific to the Millennium Falcon. I've always wanted a mirror fog clock room, where it's just a bunch of mirrors and clocks and fog. And I can just meditate. See, Ooh, like for that. you, I think that your hockey jerseys are your cape. Yeah, I guess they are. I got my hockey jersey. I think jerseys you should have case, a hockey yeah. jersey closet. I mean, th- those are basically your cape. That's true. I guess that is true. Unless I bring you capes and, back. You and Kevin Smith. I could bring capes back. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't foresee it, but I mean, anything is possible. I'm classy so, uh, enough to bring capes back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm insulted. Um, anyway, so, all right. That was pretty solid answers. If anyone uh, has any of their own opinions as to what their cape closet would be, Check out the Geektainment.tv Facebook and let us know. Yeah, hit us up on there because we, uh, like we said this last episode today, we want to make this more interactive. We want mm-hmm. the fans to be involved. So, yeah, hit us up on that with your ideas. Uh, let us know what your cape closet is. And uh, I don't know, the coolest one. I I'll, love that. The coolest one I'll give your it. cape closet is. I like that. <laughs> let us know. I'll shout you out if I the best one that I hear for, for, for sure. Heck, the best one. Hell, we'll have the best person call in and we'll chat with you. There we go. There you go. Um, so... From what's your cape closet to what kind of stormtrooper are you? <laughs> if, if, if you if you guys, you know, because like it's one of those things where we were talking about it last week in the army now thing. It's like they joined that for water purification because there's not going to yeah. be. So like what battalion would you join? Because it kind of just seems like if you're a stormtrooper, you're screwed. Yeah, you're, you're stuck with whatever you got. But uh, I don't know, man. I, I, I still have always loved one of my favorite stormtrooper helmets is the scout troopers from return of the jedi that ride mm-hmm. that ride the speeder bikes oh that was one of my favorite toys it's ever it's just so cool looking and it's 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 uh similar enough to it but it's also different enough to make it unique and just for that helmet <laughs> helmet alone and to be able to get this ride speeder bikes everywhere I'd, i would definitely be a scout trooper right well plus until until you know all the rebels showed up that was probably a pretty cushy uh pretty pretty cushy uh location oh, yeah. to all be you had at, to worry you know? about was teddy bears in the forest <laughs> right <laughs> right by you, Ash. I'm actually looking up different kinds of stormtroopers <laughs> right now because I don't know all the different names. You I seem like a fun like. in the sun trooper. I know. So uh, I, I'm looking all the yeah. I like, I know all the different ones. I don't know all the different names, but I'm looking at the shadow troopers right now. And I I always cool. thought when I was like watching the movies uh, because those are the ones from the from the new trilogy, right? Mm-hmm. The Aren't shadow they, troopers. Which way? Uh, what's their talking about the black the the death troopers or the actual yeah well no they're they're death troopers but then they're shadow troopers at least on the wiki that I'm looking on oh yeah that ex- is I believe a prequel thing oh is it a prequel thing okay I think fair enough nope 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 it is not a prequel thing 
I didn't think so because for some reason I was thinking that these are the stormtroopers that uh, that accompany. I can't remember their leader's name, but she's the one who has that face off with Finn. Phasma. Phasma. Okay, I thought these were but her. Those were death, maybe not. Those were death troopers, though I believe, because I think that oh, they okay. they were black. But the like this one right now, I just googled shadow trooper. This is basically just the original stormtrooper suit, but in black. Yeah, and apparently there was also clones. And it's the same helmet. Got it. And it's mm-hmm. the same helmet as the original one, as we know that the the pre okay. the prequels had the different stormtrooper mm. helmets and stuff like that. Fun fact: apparently hmm. they first appeared in a comic strip in 1979. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I was going to say one of the black variants only because, you know, I've kind of been conditioned to when I see a stormtrooper, I just laugh. I'm like, you know, well, they're not they're not threat. They're just just a stormtrooper. They're cannon fodder, basically. They can't hit it. But then but (laughs) then the other ones like these guys are actually kind of intimidating because they're just they're the stark opposite of what you come to expect cannon fodder in Star Wars to be. But these guys have kind of these they seem to have teeth to them, at least from what I what I remember. They seem to have some teeth to them and actually do, don't go down without a fight and seem like they have a bit of a threat level assessment to them. So I think I'd have to go with one of the black variants just so I wouldn't be written off as cannon fodder. There you go. <laughs> Fair enough. And Ian, once you tell yours, I have a, I have a, uh, a question about troopers. I would want to be a recon trooper. Okay. Because I don't have to actually fight anybody. I just go, <laughs> I go recon come back to the like, right, guys. There's bad guys over there. I'm going back to my room. You have fun. Let me know next time you need me to recon something. So would you have the orange <laughs> patch on the orange, uh, what is it, gun? It's basically supposed to be, it's on your shoulder. It's supposed to be like a, for your, the, the gun to yeah. kick back. Would, yeah. you have, would you have an orange, would you have a, a kickback uh, protector? I think I would. Just for a stylistic purposes. Just to show you know, that, you hey got to look good. Hey, man, if stuff goes down, I'm ready. Yeah, I mean, you got to look good. <laughs> you got to look, you know, professional. So my question is, as far as the troopers, now, would the... Okay, see on the Death Star, the helmets of the guys that actually run the gun. You know those crazy long yeah, helmets. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now would they be, would they be a different branch of stormtrooper? I don't believe so. Do you think they're? Do you think they're? Uh, what is the word I'm looking for? I think they're just soldiers. Just soldiers? Yeah, they probably you know they're maybe like some lieutenant or something. So that's what I was wondering if they were officers. That's what I meant. If you uh, think they'd be officers, or I don't it, think they're officers. They're just officers. Okay. I'm not sure about that. Um... Damn, I don't know. I've never. They just have cool helmets. I've they just always been like, oh, those are the guys who have the cool helmets. And that's what you never know, like because uh, everybody else that is not in a helmet or anything else is is basically uh, you know an officer. They're, right. they're a lieutenant. They're an officer. You know whatever that. But you know they have a they have a cool mask. So maybe maybe they're an offshoot. I don't know. That's a, you know what that's some research I'm going to have to do. There you go. Um, but. Well, you know what? I'm going to do that research right now. But while we're doing that research, <laughs> um, it's actually cool. Our clip for today in the middle of the show is a segment from one of our other shows, actually, Get It to the Geeks. Um, that show has a segment called Jordan of the Danger Zone, where basically our host, Jordan Trevelyan, goes out and does really awesome stuff. And we had the opportunity to go to Ring of Steel a uh, while ago now, and she basically learned how to, how, like, you know, people were trained to do lightsaber fights in the film. So, um,. You know, let's take a peek at that, and uh, when you're back, hopefully I'll have some answers about the uh, weird helmet. <laughs> All right.
All right, that was very cool. Uh, that was Rings of Steel. Uh, they're a group. I've, I, I know I've heard of them. They're they're a, a group that does uh, combat training, uh, stage combat training. So uh, I think they're based out of Lansing area. Uh, I think we were near Ann Arbor. Ann Arbor area. That's right. I, I know I've talked with a, a few of them before that do some training. But I got to give props to Jordan. You know, not being uh, you know a professional at that. Choreography is one of the hardest things to uh, to get through. No, I'm so sure. To be able to keep that all the moves in your head, and she did a great job there. I mean, I'm sure it was rehearsal and stuff like that, but regardless, you no, know, day off, it, it wasn't. It's, it's difficult. No, not rehearsal. No, she learned it on the spot, and then they just did that. Nice. I give props to her because being a stuntman, I I, I know all about choreography, and I know how hard it is if you got a, a you know more than a thirty beat you know fight where there's. A lot of moves. It can be it can be difficult to, to uh, take in. So I, I give her props for that. Good job, Jordan. Yeah, absolutely. Freaking um, no. So I directed a short a couple of years ago. And there's a musical number in the middle, and instead of actually like casting someone and teaching them what I wanted them to do, I just did it. <laughs> um, but uh, which is like so not like me. I am not in front of the camera person, regardless of how much I like talking about shit. I like talking about so in this front was, of a camera. So this was dancing and uh, musically, yeah, singing, dancing. Hell yeah! Yeah, I, I, there's a random musical I, number in the middle of a short I did. Cool. You're gonna have to send me video of that. I yeah, I'll it. absolutely send that over. Uh, we're just finishing up sound now. But anyway, um, so I was actually uh, this next thing. What in the wide world of force? So I like this segment. It's basically just fan theories, discussion, stuff like that. Kind of a little bit what we did, but debating. But it's more so putting thoughts forward that we have in our head. Um, and so I was talking to my buddy this weekend, and he made a really, 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 really good argument. Um, but if you look at the prequels, and you look at episode one, Darth Maul, super loyal, great lightsaber fight, fighter. Um, one of the best characters oh, in the prequels, ever created. Without question. Uh, episode two, you have Count Dooku, a fallen Jedi, also a master with the lightsaber, very powerful in the Force. And then number three, you have Grievous, who is half man, half machine, also good with lightsabers. Hmm. And then he pointed out to me that those three apprentice, apprentices, apprentices, I just like throwing I at the idea. Like, <laughs> no, we did nice. that last week too. <laughs> yeah. Um, so um, he pointed out to me that those are all aspects of Vader, and that it was almost like. The reason he was so hyped on Vader was because it was everything he was looking for in all of his previously failed gotcha. apprentices. So, so everything, yeah, every good thing from each of these failed apprentices were all in one person. Right. I thought that, that was sense. really interesting. Because um, I remember when the concept art for Grievous came out, and I saw an interview with George Lucas, and he was like, it's supposed to like allude to Darth Vader, blah, blah, blah. blah. My question is, do you guys think that like Lucas did that purposefully? Or do you think it was just kind of a coincidence? <laughs> you know this? Uh. It, the only reason I say it could be coincidence is because George Lucas is a, a, a very well-trained filmmaker and story storyteller. Mm -hmm. And there are different uh, parameters that kind of go along with storytelling. Ever since the day of time, where they say there's only eight original stories in the world. And yeah, every, seven, I think. Seven? Is it seven? Yeah. So every other story is kind of an offshoot of those seven original stories. Yeah, well, Star Wars in general, that is, it's Absolutely. literally him taking his love of stuff that he loved and mixing it together. Yeah. Kurosawa and Flash Gordon. Mythology. Mm -hmm. Yep, absolutely. Mm -hmm. So it could be that it, it actually was a coincidence just because he was doing the correct things in, 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 as as far as the parameters of storytelling. It's possible. He could be doing that and not even realizing it. 
Yeah. In this case, however, he's had, you know, I've, he's had so much time to think about. It. He's had forty years to to, to put a, uh, you know all this together. I think that in his mind, he knew what he, he knew what he was doing. It wouldn't shock me. Absolutely, it wouldn't shock me. I mean, you know, he had the plan for the prequels. And the sequels, yeah. years ago. I mean, Absolutely. you go watch interviews with Mark Hamill where he mentions them all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, from the eighties. Yep. Um, but, and, and it yeah. shows you too. I mean, it, it started with Episode Four. <laughs> you know, the New Hope was Episode Four, so right? he had a, a, a well. A actually, much did longer... it, didn't Star Wars come out and it wasn't? But then they re-released it, and then it was Episode Four. Like the know. initial, initial, initial release was just Star Wars, right? I thought the initial really? release. I thought the initial release always had could episode be wrong. four, but I'm not sure. I, I think it might have been one of those things where it started off with just episode four, and then really quickly, hmm. or it started off not episode four, right, and then right. really quickly it changed, and it, all of a sudden it was a new hope. Yeah, I don't know. I, I I'm trying to remember. I, obviously, that was in '77, and I'm just so used to seeing the episode four. I'm, right. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm not sure, but he had always talked about how he had this much larger, grander scope. Yeah. But he just. He couldn't do that all in one movie. Yeah. It turns out he couldn't do it all in two movies. He couldn't do it all in <laughs> that's, three. That's true. It turns out it needed a lot more movies, but he always had this grander scope for no, this yeah. particular story. Absolutely. Um, well, I guess do the, we know? Yeah. Hmm. Sorry, do we know how closely the prequel trilogy and now the sequel trilogy? Do we know how closely they resemble Lucas's original visions for this? You know, his whole story. You know. Before um, and after well, I know the, the prequels. original trilogy, I know the prequels were pretty close to it because I remember the actually the last VHS release of Star Wars before they put out the special editions had interviews with him talking about the prequels. Oh right, um, nice. So I have to imagine it's it stayed pretty spot on, but I, I'm pretty sure they got rid of everything for the new trilogy. Oh yeah, yeah. No, That's I'm, what I'm, I figured. I'm pretty positive yeah. the prequel stuff was too because he was. I mean, kind of Jar Jar Binks is kind of a, a proof of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because he was Poor so Ahmad in- Best. That guy, <laughs> yeah. like, he's the reason Andy Serkis gets to do what Andy Serkis yeah. does, realistically. And he just gets shit on. Yeah, absolutely. Poor guy. But <laughs> I think, and that was always, and he said that that was one of his favorite characters. George, George Lucas has said that. So I think, I think the prequels are all exactly what he wanted them to be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think <laughs> I almost think that that's one of the reasons why he was okay with selling it mm-hmm. because he got so uh-huh. much crap for doing what for he the, wanted to for do. the prequels. He was said, you know, people said, and it's you know, you get this all the time where people want a certain thing. They're like, okay, I want you to do this. Then when oh, this, yeah. then, then <laughs> exactly, you know what it is. But then when it actually comes out and it's the the filmmaker's vision. Sometimes that doesn't line up with what the fans want. So he got so mm-hmm. much. I mean, we we've all made fun, you know, made fun of those prequels for years. Oh yeah, I and still so love that, them though. And that was one of the reasons. I, I if I'm not mistaken, I rem, I remember hearing he's like, you know, why am I going to bother? Why am I going to bother? Because nobody's going to appreciate it. Yeah, apparently he yeah. wanted to go back to the Metachlorians again. Oh Jesus! Um, yeah, yeah. Thank God they didn't do that. Yeah, it's a little counterintuitive to the entire premise of you know the Force that he mm-hmm. set up. But you know, I digress. Um, so the next thing we were going to talk about was who the hell we think the Knights of Ren are, but we kind of already touched on that. So, you know, now that we have Ash on the show today, I wanted to get into um, Star Wars video games a little bit. Cool. Um, what is your guys', I guess, favorite Star Wars video game? Ooh. And what's your <clears> least favorite? Let's see. Mm, okay, least favorite. Well, Rogue Squadron is obviously very good. Mm. Uh, uh, or was it Rogue Leader, the one that launched with the GameCube? I think that uh, was I can't Rogue. I think it was 
No, because oh. I think Rogue, Rogue Squadron was on N64. 64. Yeah. So it must have been Rogue right. Leader. Okay, so Rogue Leader was the one that launched with the GameCube, which is that was a fantastic game. I will say that even though it's not necessarily the best Star Wars video game, probably the one that I have the most memories of is Shadows of the Empire for N64. Oh, I love that game. With uh, Dash Rindar and mm-hmm. the really, really scary uh, low-poly Wookiees that scared me as a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I think it was not a good game. Obviously, a very early era N64 game. Super rough around the edges. Way too difficult. But I played the hell out of it. Probably because it was, you know... A, I mean, I like Star Wars, but B, it was one of the one of the only three titles available for the N64, or one of a very, very small handful of titles mm-hmm. available for the N64 at launch. Right. So I have to say, probably Shadows of the Empire. Although I do have to give a shout out to Episode One Pod Racer, oh, that's uh, just the, because I played that in the arcade all the time and in 64, and my, that's my, my wife's favorite <laughs> uh, racing game, pretty much. That's my favorite Star Wars game. I love, nice. love, love Pod Racer. In fact, when um, I bought the uh, PlayStation, 4, like the Darth Vader PlayStation Four that came out a couple years ago, and it came with all the like the downloads for like oh, that yeah. and Django Fett and like nice. Super Star Wars and all that stuff. And I played so much Pod Racer. I didn't even play Battlefront, which is what I got the system for. I was just playing Pod Racer. But <laughs> <laughs> well, that's I did not like Battlefront One, hmm. but I loved Battlefront Two, um, and not even so much the story, but I love the open world. Uh, multiplayer on that because it has literally every battle from from the Star Wars universe mm-hmm. so you could be fighting on Hoth the next you're fighting on Endor and then and that was just so cool and it's such a big open world that they have mm-hmm. and the graphics are great it looks like everything that you can imagine from Star Wars and you can yeah. be different characters and you can you can be either rebel or a, a empire and that that's one of my favorites but my I'm I'm older than you guys I'm the old guy around here and I remember to this day the stand-up arcade Star Wars game, where oh, it was yeah. all the all the, I still remember that the the geometric shapes and you had the, and you had the the, uh, the the wheel. It wasn't a wheel, but it was in you and you were flying through the through the tunnel. See, I like the one Loved the new, the newer one where you sit down and it has the joystick in the oh, middle gotcha, and you do gotcha. like the Death Star, like mm. the battle and yeah, all that you, stuff. That you, one's you really young, cool. You young kids, you know, I swear. You're, <laughs> you know, you're I have to <laughs> I have to give a shout out again to Shadows of the Empire though because I'm thinking so more good. on it and I and I realized that it it really convincingly recreated the Battle of Hoth and the fact that you could use the zip ties yeah. to, to trip up the AT-ATs mm-hmm. back on the N64. That was a huge feat. Yeah. yeah. The fact that that was even possible. So yeah. I have to really, I have to, to hand it to him. That was actually really, really impressive. You know what was actually really good that I liked quite a bit um, was actually the Episode 3 game. The Episode 3 game was pretty solid, I thought. I don't think I ever played it. Oh, it's actually really good. Hmm. No, it's actually, I think it has some of the best like lightsaber fighting in any Star Wars game. Hmm. You know, it's a great one that's getting overlooked is the Xbox dancing game that was Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if we're overlooking it so much as trying to forget it. That was fantastic. It came uh-huh. with it came with the Star Wars, we were just talking about the Xbox, it came with that uh, R2-D2 Xbox. And, uh, oh, yeah, and uh, it was supposed to incorporate the camera yeah, and the, yeah, the lightsaber mech game. Yeah, what yeah. was that Xbox, their, their version of that? The um, uh, Kinect? Kinect, yeah. And you, and you got mm-hmm. to stand in front of it, and you got to dance alongside Han Solo and Leia. And so, Did oh, it have man, the uh, disco, fantastic. you know, so, oh, Yeah, it had something similar to that. You know, different, different songs, but 
it was funny because you you know we've seen those dance dance revolution games or whatever they are and the, the person's dancing so and these are actually it's actually hot solo so dancing my and stuff sisters like that. so my parents got my sisters um ddr for my xbox so like oh you need to share your xbox i'm like it's my xbox i bought it it's mine <laughs> and so they got him ddr my, D- my sisters never played it i got really good at ddr just to beat them no nice. no no just because it was there <laughs> oh, and i yeah. played it and then i ended up getting really good at it that's funny I don't know. Yeah, I was part of the uh, tournament scene here in L.A. I got super <laughs> into DDR. Uh, I was one of those people who were, like, holding the bars. Oh, and you could, like, play turn all the around songs, and spin. Dripping with sweat. Like... So you were straight out of the uh, that episode of Grandma's Boy. Yes, uh, 100%. I, I was one of those. Yeah, I, I really got heavily into DDR, so I completely understand that. But, uh, Ian, I'm glad you mentioned Xbox because I was actually thinking it's not quite a Star Wars game, but I do want to shout out Soul Calibur 4 uh, because Soul Calibur is known for having platform exclusive Vader, guest right? characters. Sorry? That had Vader in it? Yeah, so like Soul Calibur 2, like depending on the platform you got it on, had Link or Spawn or whatever. And then 4, on the PS3, it had Vader. And mm-hmm. then on the Xbox 360, it had Yoda. Yep. And so naturally, I had to pick up the Xbox version just because I'm a, Yoda. like Yoda way more than Vader. <laughs> and uh, and it was it was awesome. I mean, 4 wasn't the best Soul Calibur game necessarily, but the fact that you had some Star Wars guest characters in there was very cool. Yeah. Was that a, just a fighting, like a Mortal Kombat style fighting yeah, it's it's a 3D weapons-based fighting game. Oh, weapons-based. Okay. No, I love when yeah. Star Wars pops up in other things. Like, um, remember that was it Garmin or what? What, what GPS was it? And oh it, it's yeah. R2D2. Oh yeah. And he's like, um, turn I left that. at the roundabout. Yeah, it's absolutely. like no, no, roundabout. It's like that's what I said. Yeah, the Garmin newbie or whatever. Yeah, and you can get Yoda and all that right. stuff. Uh, you know what? I think it was Tom Tom. The Tom Tom. That's what it was. It was totally the Tom Tom. Yeah, yeah. Well, they had for a while. Waze had C3PO. Yep. Yeah. Then, oh right. But it was just a temporary I, yeah. thing. I would have kept. I would have. Uh, now I use Google Maps. I don't use Waze. But I'll, I'll go back to them <laughs> if they gets me get me C three PO again. So um, <laughs> so before we get to this last thing and we look at the merch of the week because it's really awesome. Mm-hmm. We we talked about this already. We're both probably gonna end up buying them. Oh yeah. Um, apparently, um, at Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, the Millennium Falcon ride has now passed one million uh, wow. pilots. Yeah. So and how congratulations. How long has it been open? A um, couple months, not even. Wow, must uh, late June. That's pretty good, right? So I guess no, that answers it, the question of, it was it empty? Yeah, yeah, exactly. We talked about that last week, where uh, you know reports were saying that it was you know Galaxy's Edge was empty, but I don't believe it. But uh, do they count uh, everybody? Because it doesn't seat four people. I think it's it? pilots. I think they meant specifically. That's what I was wondering. Pilots. Do they mean specifically? Because that's even more then. Because then there's also yeah. three other people in 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 it with you. Right. Or I, four. I, or five, I whatever think it it's just pilots. Huh. That's, Not that's 100% pretty impressive. Not 100% sure on that. Yep. One million pilots. That's pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of offended, Ian, that you aren't one of them. I'm actually offended that you I'm haven't already come October, out here. October. October twenty. <laughs> no, October nineteenth. Actually, I'm flying back on the 22nd in the morning to for us to go see Jay and Silent Bob. Gotcha. Well, yeah. Well, take, awesome. your t- take your time going. I mean, geez. Oh, no, no. I Believe me, I, I am going to build me a lightsaber. I am getting a droid. I'm getting Jedi robes. I'm going to go eat at the cantina. I'm going to fly the Millennium Falcon, and I'm going to go push any kid out of my way who's in my way. 
a little uh, little side note. Me <laughs> With and Ian the force. Are, Ian just mentioned we're going to go see Kevin Smith live. Uh, I'm so excited. When he has uh, when he's touring Jay and Silent Bob reboot. Yeah, I got to go see him when he did it with Red State. Yeah, it was really cool. Yeah, I've been to a couple of his. Uh, you know, I never uh, miss him. He's great. I well, you actually saw me then when uh, they yeah. did Giants Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. I was pulled up to play Let Us Fuck. Yes, <laughs> yes, yeah. Because I, I was, was there. Like third row. Yep, yeah. I no, there. I'm a giant Kevin Smith fan. I never miss him when he's in town. I think he's. I mean, I love his movie. The View Universe movies. I love yeah. Red State. I love. I could never watch Tusk again and be totally fine but like I had to see it once though so I I said the same thing I'm like (laughs) I have to watch this and then I'm about 10 minutes in I'm like I need to turn this off but I need to see the walrus absolutely I did not need to see the walrus (laughs) you kind of did though because now you know now you know you don't need to see it again I guess so I don't know not many times have I ever finished watching a movie and gone yeah, I'm never getting that 82 minutes back in my life. <laughs> well, Kevin Smith, I'm, I'm sure during this podcast, we'll discuss him quite a bit because he is such a big Star Wars fan, and he mm-hmm. interjects Star Wars into pretty much every, everything. Every I mean, the movie, whole so. debate that we had about the whole, like, the whole thing about the lack of railing came from right. the conversation in Clerks about the contractors. Because, yep. I mean, it's just the logical next step. So if either you know? one of us gets to ask him a question, we're going to do it, make it Star Wars related. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> and, I mean, he, you know, he, it's, he is... Kevin Smith is what every fanboy dreams of being. He's he got get, the greatest life. He yeah. gets to just he gets to sit around and talk about his favorite stuff, and he gets invited to all these great places. Right? <laughs> yeah, like the set of Star Wars. Like, and now even if he doesn't get it, his daughter's getting it now. But she she's in Tarantino. Uh, she's in yeah. Tarantino's movie. Yeah. yeah, she brought her dad to the to the. Uh, yeah, her name's Millennium premiere. Falcon in Jay and Silent yeah. Bob Strike Back. I love that. <laughs> That's, That's great. great. Leave that to that. Kevin Smith. Yep. I mean, her name is freaking Harley Quinn Smith, yeah. which yeah. is like cool. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like good for you for finding of, uh, a wife who will let you do that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That reminds me of Robin Williams's daughter being named Zelda. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I always love that. Super. And there, that commercial, of course, with them playing together is just heartwarming. But I'm like, okay, Robin Williams. Is the kind of badass dad who named his daughter after the Legend of Zelda? Yeah, yeah. Well, Love Robin that. Williams is just there's no one, there's never going to be someone like Robin Williams. Ever. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. It would have been cool to have Robin Williams as some kind of a character in the Star Wars universe. Yeah, like, just like a, like, I'm, not even that superhero even or to hit. blockbuster films in general. I think he would have been an amazing Riddler. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Oh yeah. But even if he, even if he wasn't, even if it was CGI or if it was somebody else in the suit, his voice to something would have been. Absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. No, I mean that was the biggest thing. Not that I, you know, I have really any desire to go see Aladdin, but like the fact you know they brought James Earl Jones back for you know for Lion King. Why yep. don't you use the CG genie and use Robin Williams' voice again? I mean he he is the genie. But I'm he, sure they he, would have. He's, had he been he's alive. also passed away. So. No, no, I mean like they could have made the, <laughs> oh, okay, the genie okay. completely CG and then used his lines again. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, gotcha. But. Okay. I, I am happy I got a new Will Smith rap song for a movie because you know I, I'm, I'm a child of Men in Black, so Here you know, the men yeah, uh huh, oh yeah, Sorry. I love That's that the song. I know. <laughs> Wild Wild West, come on. I mean, I, I have heard it but with I don't. with Cisco. That's oh, great. Jesus Christ. Cisco, yeah. The thong Actually, song. it's really funny. Yes, um, he just referenced the thong they, song guy. So <laughs> never play, never play the thong song in your car. Your car will die. Ever. It will die. Um, I said that once to my buddy jokingly. I not I could not make this up if I my life depended on it. Twenty minutes later, we're at Seven Eleven and his car died. So two That's weeks amazing. later, Should've I listened. finally got that CD back. <clears throat> yeah, it was my CD. Whatever. Um, and and um, so I was joking about how it killed Steve's car, and so we put it in my buddy's car. And I swear to I swear to God, his car died twenty minutes later. 
I could not make this That's up incredible. to save my life. Maybe there was so, some kind of virus on well, that Well, so I took the CD <laughs> and I broke it threw out the window. And Modi goes, you should have done that way sooner. But the problem is you went to the record store and bought a new one. No. <laughs> I, don't so, have, I don't have Enter the Dragon in my CD case in my car at all. <laughs> I have a feeling that curse may only extend to the original version because I've listened to the Glee version of a thong song in my car over the years, you know, more than a few times, and my car's still fine, you know, more or less. <laughs> Maybe so, it's just that one specific I think this disc. may just be the OG version, and any other remixes or... or you know, reimaginings, you're safe. I never watched one episode of Glee, and I can't imagine how a high school Glee club is going <laughs> to do the thong song. Now I'm going to have to YouTube it. Great. The, thanks. Um, thanks, uh, Ash. Appreciate season that. one of Glee was amazing. You don't need to watch the rest. You but, know what? But, I but will agree with you on that. Amazing. The first season was actually quite oh, good. Oh, I won't. Don't worry. Although I think it's funny <laughs> that a lot of the CWTV stars are actually pulled from Glee. Like right. uh, Supergirl mm-hmm. was on Glee. The Flash oh, right. was on Glee. Uh-huh. Um, the guy who plays Music Meister was on Glee. Um, Actually, um, the guy who plays Music Maestro is from Michigan, I believe. He was in the very Harry Potter musical. Oh, really? Um, And he is actually the voice of Raphael in the Batman Ninja Turtles crossover film. Hmm. Which I still have not seen. I still need to do that. Dude, you gotta watch it. It's so good. We've came full full circle. Absolutely. (laughs) Kind of fitting. Um, I haven't seen it either. I'm gonna have to check it out. So, uh, to end the show... We have the merch of the week, and this got announced. One of my favorite topics. Yeah, I mean, you should see my back room Um, and my desk. I was going to say, is that a metaphor? No, (laughs) no, no, not this time. Um, But, uh, (laughs) boy. Um, So at San Diego Comic-Con, they announced that uh, Boba Fett is finally getting a Black Series helmet. Nice. It looks so cool. It does. I I have the, you know, I have one on my shelf. I have... Uh, the Poe helmet, I have a Darth Vader, I have C-3PO, I, I have a Boba Fett, but it is not nearly as detailed and cool. There's a HUD screen one. in this yeah, thing. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. This thing is rad. There's yeah, a freaking so HUD cool. screen in here. Like, that is so cool. And I'm the first person to say that in the movies, Boba Fett's one of the most overrated characters ever because he does nothing. He just looks cool. But he's the coolest looking. That's though. true. That's... He, he makes doing nothing look cool. Yeah, absolutely. Uh-huh. I have not figured out how to do that yet. I, I, I've tried. My wife says it doesn't work. Guys, yeah, actually, so back to Kevin Smith. I was watching his stand-up, and he's talking about how like his wife went with him on tour once, and he came back to the room, and he's like trying to explain something to her, and she goes, "Honey, you know, I'm not, I'm not really the the Kevin Smith demographic." Yeah, exactly. And he's I've like, "But that. you're fucking Kevin Smith." Yeah, yeah. Like I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> so my whole thing with this new helmet is I am going to have to try to convince my wife that I need this one as opposed to the one that I already have on my shelf. We could accidentally break nice. the other one. But I also want to keep the other one. No, no, I'm saying we just accidentally <laughs> break it. Oh, you know, Ian got it fixed for me, you know, yeah. after you get the new mm-hmm. one. Well, I'm pretty sure she's not going to listen to this, so that that works out. Do you have that a dog? No, no. Oh, I was going to say, you can just dog. say the dog buried it in the backyard. And there you go. go. You can say that yeah. anyway, and then just have her go look for the dog that broke into your house. That'll totally distract her while you buy this. You, yeah, no, she's not going to buy that. She doesn't believe 95% of the stuff that comes out of my mouth. So Fair enough. <laughs> That's love. But no, this is, a, this is a beautiful helmet. I mean, it's the, the battle damage on it, um, mm-hmm. it just looks so cool. It looks like a movie prop. Yeah, it looks a lot nicer than it is. Not that it's not nice. The Black Series is meant to be a little bit nicer, yeah. but it looks like a $1,000 helmet as opposed to like a $100 helmet. As opposed to the, it really does. The, when I saw the price tag, I'm like, oh, wow, that's actually pretty affordable. Yeah. That's basically what I, pl- what I paid for my, my full-size you know mega man helmet that i that i definitely wear as much as i can yeah it's not much and it was more, about that much and it looks great so the, yeah, this looks even better than that it's so, not much more yeah. than the infinity gauntlet was either 
Oh, right. So, uh-huh. Yeah. Well, the D, um, you know, it used to be for years, uh, everybody always had Don Post. Don Post was the one that made those helmets, you know, that, that you could buy at Toys R Us and things like that. Um, this is just taking it to a new level, though. Mm-hmm. And it just shows that you can come up with anything and people will buy it. They, like, there's so many people that, like I, like me, that have the Don Post version, but I'm still going to end up getting this one because mm-hmm. it's beautiful. I am that guy who has the 4K Blu-ray digital copy and will watch it on Netflix anyway. Yep, yep. absolutely. But uh, well, yeah. that, that brings us to the end of the show. Um, Dash, thank you for calling in. It's a pleasure. It's always a pleasure. Um, Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for putting up with my casualness, uh, you know, on the show today. I appreciate it. Well, before yeah. the next time we have you on, just do a little bit more research. Yeah. Watch, watch a few more times. Get you prepared. Uh-huh. <laughs> be, no. be one with the force. The force is with you. Watch every movie ten times. Yeah, gotcha. there you go. Just like we do all the time. All the so, time. Nice. I literally watched uh, half of the saga this weekend. Well, nice. yeah, we appreciate nice. you having, having you uh, coming on with us. We appreciate it, definitely. Yeah, of course. So, anytime. Thank you. No, thank you. So that is the end of our show. Thanks for tuning in. Don't Make uh, make sure not to miss the next episode on the Geektainment.tv website or on our app. And uh, may Facebook. the force... Oh, and Facebook. on Facebook yes, as well. Yes, Facebook, too. I'm so bad at the social media thing. <laughs> anyway, um, I'm Ian. I'm Jay. And may the force be with you.